Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your host, Erica Spira. And I'm Molly DeMillier. And we're back this week. Uh, we actually are going to do a more informative episode this week because we've been getting a lot of questions uh, specifically about herpes, but also about other STDs from some of our listeners. Um, and real quick, thank you so much, everybody who has rated the podcast and written a review. We are halfway to our goal of 300 Whoa, reviews. Halfway there. Whoa. Whoa. Living, living on a prayer. Take my hand. And we'll make, make it, I swear. Two, three hundred reviews. Get them in. Yeah. Well, we're make Bon Jovi proud. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Bon Jovi reviewed already. Uh, he did. Yeah. He, did. he listens. Yeah. He's a fan. <laughs> he knows my mom's a Jersey girl. He's down with the pod. Oh, hell yeah. He's a down-ass bitch. <laughs> Which, if you want to be a down-ass bitch, join our Patreon. <laughs> you can be a down-ass bitch, or you can be the kitties titties. Throw us a couple bucks a month, you'll get an extra episode. We get into some more heavy stuff. But, write a fucking rating and review. Mm-hmm. Get these people their Amazon mm-hmm. gift cards. We're giving away three, each worth $100. Yeah. I know you're listening. I know you're enjoying. Just throw us a review. Mm-hmm. Throw I- some five stars, even if you don't like it. Rip us apart. I don't care. Throw a five star and rip us apart. Just do it. Yep. Do something. You can do it from your phone. Super easy from your phone. You used to not be able to. Now you can. Mm-hmm. So make up a username. Whatever. Anyway, before we get into our more informative STD talk today, we have costume updates. We've done the costume <laughs> challenge for a week. Did we? Did we? Listen, <laughs> uh, we tried. All right. We're all human. We're... The goal was to try. Every day to try yep. to go, let's be the best person we can be. Let's be in our own movie. Mm-hmm. Molly, I'm going to throw this to you. Oh, God. First, how was your costume week? Did you feel you got any more leads on men? I don't know. Any more leads on dudes? Did you generally <laughs> feel better? What were your thoughts? Every day you woke up being like, let me be the best Molly or costume. Yeah. Uh... Uh, my star in my own movie did not get a good Rotten Tomatoes score. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> the critics, thumbs down. Oh, God. Really? So I was doing so, so well through Wednesday. Okay. But. That's three days. Yeah. Three three out of five. Well, technically, more than three out of five because you did go out that weekend. You looked good. Thank you. Looked Thank good you. Friday. Looked good Saturday. Maybe Sunday took a chill day. Which I'm yeah. not mad about. Yeah, Sundays are for chilling and Jesus. Chillin All right, Jesus. I feel like you're at you're at eighty uh, percent about. Okay, right. Thank we you. do a thank full you. seven days about eighty percent. Yeah, thank you. Great at math. My, uh, yeah, that's that's math. That's numbers. That's math. Uh, so uh, what happened was I w- dressed well up until Wednesday, which was my work Halloween party. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what was your Halloween costume? Uh, me and my friends were a pack of white claws, and then our yeah. VP, who dresses up with us every year, he was a cop with, like, an X on his, uh, shirt, so collectively we were ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. Hell yeah. It was awesome. All right. Um, and I had too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> As you do at white claws, because they sneak up on you. They do, they do, and, uh, also when you pair them with multiple bottles of wine. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was one of those days in the life of Molly. I sent some unfortunate messages <laughs> that I responded the next morning <laughs> and said, I hope you know I'm not reading these. And <laughs> I'm just going to take the L on this round. Oh, uh, man. Some air balls. Ah, lots air of air balls. DMs. Yeah, shot well, some air balls. Which we'll get into in our DM corner segment. Yeah, yeah. We posted about this on our s- Instagram story if you did not see it. 
If you have any DMs, successful, not successful, online dating, regular DMs, whatever they are, Mm -hmm. we want to see them. Share them with us. We'll share them on the pod. We'll keep you anonymous, Mm -hmm. obviously. But uh, we very much appreciate people shooting their shots. Yeah. And owning their mistakes. Yes. (laughs) Not even mistakes. Just being like, well, that didn't work out. (laughs) On to the next one. But up till Wednesday. Yeah. And then Thursday, I woke up and thought I was going to die. And had to go to work, <laughs> and I just, uh, it was really rough. Yeah, but how proud are you when you're at work being like, I am in such pain, and I'm here. I got to work, and there was alcohol on my desk from uh, the night before, and I just, like, put down a big Gatorade, <laughs> and everyone was like, ooh. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Which is weird to be like, ooh, it's like you were at the party. Yeah. Everyone was at the party. (laughs) We knew this was happening. But it's also like that day, if there's a company party, it's like the people that don't show up the next day, it's like you couldn't power through that. Oh, there were there were a few. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like I was so proud of myself any day I went to work, severely hungover, being like, You could have called out and you did not. Yeah. Because I'm the type, I'll make it to work. I'll get there. Halfway through I'll be like, I'm going home. That happened to my friend Allie. I don't feel well. (laughs) But I'll be like, look, everyone saw I genuinely made the effort. I didn't mm-hmm. pull the lazy email night before going, ah, I'm sick. It's like, we know you're not sick. Yeah. You're just hungover. I, uh, so uh, obviously the next day was Thursday because the party was Wednesday. And <laughs> I, that is my day where I literally have six hours of meetings. Oh, and Jesus. I was in <laughs> on a client call and my like hangover stomach started to flip. And oh. I literally thought I was going to shit my pants. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It was so uh, awful. Oh, I don't know. It's worse that or having to throw up. I I don't know. It was bad, but the worst when you're like, I I gotta puke. I just gotta eat something. You eat something, you go. That didn't fix it. No, made it worse. Yeah. So uh, that's why I stopped wearing my costume. (laughs) 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 Would you say this is one of your best Halloween costumes yet? What was your best one? Uh, my best one ever. Um, did we talk about it on the episode? No, I don't think we did, actually. I thought we did. I don't know. Mermaid Man. Oh, yeah. Mermaid Man or Barnacle Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty hot. It was good. It was good. Shell tits. Yeah, I did have (laughs) shell tits. Uh, Yeah. Shell tits. (laughs) (laughs) I could be Hawaiian if it wasn't offensive anymore, but... Yeah. Gotta be careful these days. You know. I could fill a coconut. No one will be... I could fill half a coconut. I don't think I could fill a coconut. We had to get, like, little, uh, like, plastic (laughs) toys and put them on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was bad oh well my best costume was a broken iphone oh that's fun no one got it <laughs> <laughs> i handmade it the iphone base mm. no one understood what was happening and i nailed the apps i was in art class that year i really tried <laughs> so one of the only times i was like let me make a homemade costume and then this year i tried to go as chris jenner and that i fucked good. up the stupid wig because i had to cut it mm. and then i kind of had dimitri martin hair <laughs> I was like, I'm Chris Jenner. People were like, I don't know, you just got straight bangs. I was like, look, listen, I got no forehead. I tried. Um, the people thought I was some character from the Adams family, and I just went, fine. Yeah. I was like, the point is, you didn't know who I was. They were like, I didn't recognize you. I was like, well, that's the point of Halloween. So I'm here in a wig. Here we are. I got hot boots on. I got a hot dress on. I got short hair. I'm Chris Jenner. That's it. That's all it takes. Uh, how was your your costume attempt? All right, man. Well, the big thing about costumes is that you're like, I'm in my movie, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in my movie. And like I remember day one, I almost fucked up. Of I was home, I was doing work, didn't leave the house yet, had my breakfast, whatever. And then it was like two two o'clock. I'm like, I'm gonna go get some food. And I was about to just be like, throw on something and go. And I was like, no, it's costume week. Okay. <laughs> I was like, we're doing costume week. You have to commit it's for the pod. It's for your life. <laughs> for you guys. All right. I put on what I think is a cute outfit. Okay. I put on makeup. I blow dried my hair. It is. 1 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> this is rare for your girl, all right? I'm like, we're going, we're just going to go get a little Thai food, okay? We're going to go get the Thai lunch special. We're done. We're in our movie. I walk in the door of the Thai place. There is a homegirl with Hollywood hair, <laughs> waved out, eyeliner, in a crop top, looking like a goddamn star, eating a giant bowl of ramen. I'm like, who eats in ramen? Top? In a crop top! What a psycho. I was like, do you not bloat ever? Do you know how much salt is in this? Ugh, psychopath. But I just immediately open the door. I just go, oh, guess we're in your fucking movie. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I was like, this is why I don't do this. I just put all that work in to walk in and go, oh, I'm an extra today? 
All right. So I'm like, let me chill over here with my food that wasn't even ramen. Your girl trying to eat, right? Okay. And I'm watching this chick with Hollywood hair just down this ramen. Oh, what a bitch. No rolls on her stomach. Just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> just go home. <laughs> you eat that in your house. But I was like, you're the reason I don't try. I tried. I walked in. I went. Oh, not my dad. Okay. <laughs> so not my dad. And then even whatever she was eating, okay, she was Asian, probably whatever Asian of the place I went to, that I was like, yo, what she has looks really good. What's that? They go, that's not on the menu. I was like, oh, oh, am I not hot enough to get movie girl menu? Okay. I was like, well, listen, lady, I wore pants with a button, so give me what she's got. I see mad giant shrimps in there, and I want those shrimps. And I was furious and i was like fuck costume week this is some bullshit i should have ordered this shit to go to to be delivered you know what i mean yeah so that was my update on costume week. is that when you stopped that and i had a show where i walked up and there was a woman wearing the exact same outfit as me but the hotter version and a choker on and i literally started my set i went listen i'm trying to do this thing from this book i gotta have costume week i thought it looked mad hot i was like i walk in here i'm like well you fucking you won i just look i go (laughs) You win. All right. You're hot. I'm like, it's Monday. What do you do? Who wears a choker on a Monday? And I freaked out. It's, I mean, people laughed. It was funny. But I was furious. I was like, this was, these were my good pants. This was my nice sweater. Fuck you. You stupid choker. I was like, this is, and I literally to her go, when you get dressed, do you go, who am I trying to be today? And I'm trying to be that thing. I said, do you do that? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, what? Oh, it's like, you read the book. She I was did. like, you know this book? You read it. She knows the fake doctor. I said, well, that's what the book says to do. <laughs> and you're doing it. And clearly I'm not. So I was like, I was like, I was, I looked, when we talked about what do you <laughs> think your style is, who you try to be? I didn't think of this at the time. And then later I went, I think my style is JLo going to the gym. Oh, that's fair. But you know how hot JLo looks going to the gym? That's like my top level of hotness. Yeah. Yeah, right? I, think that's, I think that's accurate. That's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty I good. think that's not bad. Yeah. But homegirl was J-Lo slash, I don't know, Naomi Campbell going to the gym. I don't <laughs> fucking know. I just, you know. Oh. But she took a picture. She liked me. She, we took a picture after. It was very nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. I was like, because after I was like, you were a good sport. I was like, that really, I wasn't, because the whole time I was like, you look phenomenal. Like, I was like, you're so hot. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not even gay, but I just, I want to quit. I was like, this is why I don't try. I was like, New York City man, you walk in somewhere, someone looks better than you, someone looks worse than you. I was like, I tried today, and it's more infuriating when I try, and I'm like, I look hot, and I go on the train. I'm like, there's four hotter women than me <laughs> already. We're still in Queens. I don't understand. <laughs> Like, it's a choker on a Monday. Wow. Anyway, I mean, the rest of the week was fine. Uh, (laughs) But it made me want to buy more clothes. Really? It made me be like, oh, you don't got that many cute things. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yeah, mine just made me want to do a juice cleanse. (laughs) (laughs) And really reevaluate my life. Uh, You know, I tried. You know what? I think I was in my own movie. Yeah, it just wasn't a great movie. I was in the female coach harder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was the hot one on the female coach harder team. <laughs> there you go. But it's something I, you know, it's hard. It just, I mean, respect the women that just, I, like I said, at 9 a.m., just like, this is how you left your house. I understand nighttime outfit, but like, I don't know what you do for a job, but when women leave their house at 9 a.m., just like heels to the nines, you got a choker on. I'm like, you not trying to eat today? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to eat every day. Offices have snack walls now. That Maybe they're trying to keep away from them. That ramen girl made me want to punch a wall. <laughs> like I genuinely was like, what are you doing here? You need to be in an upscale hotel bar with this outfit. What else do you think she was doing that day that she was eating ramen? I don't ramen know. I was like, I hope you Queens. work here. Yeah. I was like, I hope you work. It's just, who can eat ramen in a crap top? It's infuriating. <laughs> it's so infuriating. <laughs> like, I don't even care if your stomach is your best asset, but it's like, who puts on a crop top? Before it's dark out. I've done it before and I regret it. Regret Thank it pretty you, hard. Honey. Yeah. Thank you. Remember that time? I think we talked about this. I wore a crop top to all oh, you can eat sushi. sushi. It was awful. I hated myself. You know, I bet yeah. she was miserable the entire time. She didn't look miserable. Oh. She got well. off the menu food and was thin. She well. had, it was like her goddamn wedding day. She had the time of her life. Maybe it was. <sighs> Give it to her. <laughs> Getting married I almost on literally went, I literally almost looked at her and went, I guess we're in your movie. <laughs> we're in your movie you and your crop like day one day one of me being like we look fly 
we feel great we didn't put on sneakers we put on real shoes and this bitch <laughs> shows up and i'm like you know what i'm not gonna eat a- asian food anymore i'm gonna go to the pizza place where it's a bunch of construction workers <laughs> i look great no matter what i'm doing there you go and they're impressed that i'm eating pizza yeah that's all i want <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you guys had a better costume week, let us know. Yeah, there were other parts that were great. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. All right. Because there's something to, like I said, the like, you're more likely to take care of yourself and feel better when you go, oh, tomorrow you got to put on something cute. Yeah, that's true. I did feel like, uh, so at my work, we have like a bunch of snacks. And when I was dressed better, I felt like I didn't go to the candy jar as much well it's true of like if you it's like people i know that work in the health field that wear scrubs all the time mm-hmm. will put on weight because if you're commuting to and back in your scrubs and there's just a stretch of your pant it's like you don't notice when they're getting a little tight on you yeah because they're loose and it's kind of the same thing with workout clothes mm-hmm. as much as it's like a trend you've like you know it's like comfortable it's like yeah if i go to brunch in my workout pants I'm going to eat more than if I went in jeans. Yeah. Is what absolutely. it is. So like a trick I've learned from like my cousin that's a doctor. She's like, I wear my jeans to work. I put on my scrubs at work. I wear them home. She was like, or else I will put oh, on weight. Interesting. Because she's like, it, I'm in scrubs six days a week. Mm-hmm. If I'm never putting on my jeans, the one day a week that jeans day comes, it's suddenly the shock that they don't fit. Interesting. Which I was like, all right, valid. Like, yeah. and I respect it. Yeah. Like, all right, it keeps you in check. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So huh. I'm trying to, I'm, re- I'm wearing pants while we're recording right now. You are. I took off my pants. Okay. The, uh, I'm the, the, di- well, I'm the in one pants, button's but. unbuttoned, but you know what? I'm wearing <laughs> pants. <laughs> it's late. It is. All right. So let's get into it. Um, today we are talking about this article that Erica recently found in CNN. It's called STDs are sexist and women are the losers. Here's why by Sandy Lamott. Um, So uh, this article covers a lot of different types of STDs, but specifically it mentions chlamydia, gonorrhea and herpes. Yeah. Um, And it's really, really interesting throughout the country right now. Chlamydia and gonorrhea are actually at an all time high, Um, especially in retirement communities. Let's throw that out there. That's not in the article, but... <laughs> like, I didn't read that part. No, the <laughs> highest number of STDs per capita is in retirement communities no because way. they're not worried about birth control. Oh. They're all like, our shit don't work anymore. And no. <laughs> so they'll just be having sex with no condoms, no nothing. Also, they're like, we're about to die. So they're like, ah, chlamydia at this point. Who cares? You don't have a uterus anymore. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's the highest rate. That's Highest nuts. rate of transmitted STDs <laughs> is retirement communities. Oh, God. That's I'm trying to move in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man especially if you're a man it's like y'all die mad early you're gonna be like three to one it's gonna be like new york city ratio in these retirement communities wherever you live oh my god right but like you know what i mean like how cool would you be with getting chlamydia you're 90 would you even notice all right weird question to throw out. <laughs> <laughs> weird question to throw out of we have not had this point but Say you're 90. You get you get to choose between what you die from. Chlamydia. Can you you can't die from chlamydia. All right, chlamydia. you can't die from chlamydia. Right. <laughs> it's already off the table. <laughs> All right. Can you die from syphilis? Bad scenario. Okay, you got to go to the doctor. What are you more embarrassed about? You got chlamydia or you got uh, pneumonia? <laughs> embarrassed about chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad. I had a couple drinks before the pod. I don't know. I was trying to. I don't know what would be kind of embarrassing, but not embarrassing to talk to your doctor about when you're old. When you're old, like erectile dysfunction or an that'd STD. be hilarious. You're like, I have erectile dysfunction. It's like, yeah, you're 75. <laughs> you should. If you didn't, we we would be concerned. Yeah. Or you're just goddamn lucky. <laughs> <laughs> You're a horny old man. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, that is kind of nuts. Yeah. What was the other thing you said? Erectile or what? Or chlamydia. No, there was something else you gave. Erectile dysfunction or chlamydia. Which yeah. one would you... Well, I don't know which one you would pick. What would it be for women? I don't know because you stop getting wet <laughs> after like 50, right? You're like, my boobs aren't perky. They're <laughs> <laughs> so like, that happens. You're like, why? <laughs> Fix it. You're a doctor. <laughs> it's 
just plastic surgery, Erica. All right. Well, you know what I mean. Like, especially at 90, if you go, like, you had it so bad you didn't realize you had it, which that's that's one of the issues the article talks about, is, like, it's not that detectable in women. And, and like, can you imagine mm-hmm. being 90 and they're like, well, listen, uh, you're not going to be able to have any more kids. It's like, I thought that happened at age 40. <laughs> 40 is so young. That's not I a ju- <laughs> But it's true. If you're above, I think it's, like, 34, it counts as a geriatric pregnancy. I don't know if that's true. It's true. Technically, you're classified as geriatric at 35 and above. My mom had me at 40. Oh, well, it's geriatric. Huh. You're a geriatric baby. Interesting. Yeah. But you know what I mean? If, like, Can you imagine being like 60, being like, yeah, I already got my kid. Like, I'm done. Yeah. Who's having a baby at 60? And then the doctor's like, listen, you've had chlamydia for too long that uh, you can't have any more kids and we've got to take out your uterus. You're not mad at that point. Well, I mean, you've already gone through menopause probably. Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, fine. Take it out. Take this pill. Punch me in the face. Yeah. I've been through enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i think i would much rather what do you want to do doc older. hit me hit yeah. me <laughs> <laughs> well okay yeah so the article says that one of the biggest things about uh chlamydia and gonorrhea specifically is that they do lead to infertility and that's why uh stds are more sexist like speaking biologically for women and uh, stds in general are actually women are more susceptible to them because um, like if a a woman interact obviously like has sex with someone who has an STD, uh, she's more likely to get it than a man who has sex with someone who has an STD. Buh. Which sucks. Yeah, fix that wage gap at least. <laughs> <laughs> like I know what herpes. It's literally a technical thing of surface area. Yeah, that's it's saying this that is it's skin to skin contact. Yeah, it's because uh, like women's skin basically is thinner in that area than like on a guy's dick it's yeah. thicker or when you talk about exchange of fluids women technically have fluids the whole time mm-hmm. in order for anything to go in anywhere mm-hmm. That's whereas true. men fluids are at the end yeah <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and that's when it stops that's <laughs> when it's over yep <laughs> sadly which it shouldn't always be over at that point but technically usually when it's over yeah statistically speaking mm. um so one of the things that you and I, I think, both really related on this article, though, is just the uh, overall sexism of STDs in society, not yeah. even just, like, science-wise or biology-wise. Because um, we've said before, neither of us really excelled in the STEM subjects. So we were like, <laughs> uh, yeah, we that's enough. Yeah. But it's kind of this thing that, like, whether it's herpes, whether it's chlamydia, whether it's whatever, it's like, okay, as a woman, if you get one of these STDs, right? It's kind of like, immediately it's like, were you using condoms? Mm-hmm. Almost like that's fully our responsibility and not at all the other person's a little bit. Right. Which little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is the like, how many partners have you had? Or even even just the, do you know who you got it from, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's basically this thing of, you get an STD, you feel like this, like, oh, I'm a whore. Mm-hmm. You were someone having sex and got an STD. You're automatically whore category. It doesn't matter. And huh. like, it's your fault. Not that right. there were two people involved yes. in this. Right. Especially with like, women, we get yearly checkups. Mm-hmm. And the main part, the reason why we get yearly checkups is partly because breast cancer is so highly found in women. That that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And number two is because chlamydia and gonorrhea are very undetectable in women. Yeah. Whereas men will show signs and women highly do not. Mm-hmm. And that's literally part of the reason we even go once a year mm-hmm. is to be like, hey, this is how it gets detected. Like a, like a pap smear was invented because of HPV. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. And then the other like little smears or swabs they do is for specifically chlamydia and gonorrhea. Mm-hmm. It's not for every other STD that exists, but it's for something because they know you will not detect this. Mm-hmm. And this was mentioned in the article. You are not tested for herpes specifically, both men and women, if you do not ask for it specifically. Mm-hmm. Because... It's an STD technically, yes, that is forever and for life. However, it is not detrimental in- to your health in any way that a lot of your personal insurances do not cover it. Mm-hmm. Or also doctors are like, it doesn't matter if you have it or not. Mm-hmm. So there's no urgency as there is with chlamydia where it's like, yeah, you know, especially a young 25-year-old girl, you're sexually active. You've had a couple partners. They're like, oh, if you have chlamydia, you don't know. This might ruin your ability to have kids in the future. Yeah. So... Um, but this is what the other thing I was going to say is men getting an STD 
it's not even like, oh, you're a whore. It's like, what whore did you sleep with? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> what whore gave this to you? And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who knows who gave it to who? Also, they're fucking. Yeah. They're fucking. And it's like, if I have a son, I'm going to drill in his head. You better be using condoms. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, if you are too embarrassed to go buy condoms, you should not be having sex. Oh, my God. And that's my theory across the board of men and women. Yes, absolutely. For men and women. I'm glad you said that because I've actually had so many friends of like they get in the room and afterwards they're like, well, he didn't have a condom. And I was like, you don't bring one with you. And they're like, oh, my God, no, I could never, like, go buy one. I'm like, this is a female. Yeah. I'm like, oh, honey, we are over 25. Like, yeah. Oh, go yeah. in there. Well, I get the thing of like you're in a, I grew up in a small town. It was like <laughs> I knew everyone at the grocery yeah. store counter and the Rite Aid counter. It was like it was always someone from my high school that I'm like, oh, I get it. But that's also why it's actually commonly an item people steal. Partly because mm-hmm. condoms actually are they're, a little pricey. Yeah, they're kind of expensive. If you have no income, mm-hmm. they're expensive. Um, partly that and also the like condom embarrassment factor. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you don't got the balls to steal these condoms? You don't got the balls to put this <laughs> in me? You know what I mean? Want to know an embarrassing condom story? Yes. <laughs> Oh, 100%. I remember hearing stories of people getting busted for stealing them in high school. And all I remember thinking was like, that could have been any of us. Yeah. You know, like I just felt bad. Oh, no. So I was an RA in college and we would basically like give out condoms at everything that we did. Yes. Just be like. Liberal arts. Baby. Yeah. To just have them out. <laughs> this and is so- the mathletes meeting. Grab a condom. <laughs> yeah. Grab a condom on your way out. And we had to do like all the like events or something like a couple times a month. So I did one, it was actually like about sex ed stuff or whatever. So I asked the health department if I could get a, like however many condoms, I think just like I asked for like a bag of condoms right? and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll put it out um, for you to come pick up. I ended up not being able to make it that day because <laughs> I still had like a few days before my event. Okay. And so like two days later, I go to the woman's office who said that she would put them out for me. And there is a bag of like 500 condoms. 500? Massive bag. The biggest bag of condoms I've ever seen taped to her door with my name on it. (laughs) It had been there for like two days and I had no (laughs) idea. (laughs) And I went to the smallest college in the world. Like everyone knew me. (laughs) Like you couldn't put like a little RA note? Yeah. Like what? Or tell me that you taped them to the door with my name on them? (laughs) would have been there that's sooner. all the liberal things like yeah get your condoms girl yeah you know? nice <laughs> variety fun. pack i'm assuming it was yeah they had flavors they had glow in the yeah, dark man. that going to college was the first time in my life that i felt like condoms didn't have this weird stigma oh they were like cool every ra health office what they would always be like i always have condoms on my door like they yeah. would even be like you don't gotta knock on my door you don't gotta ask for them just, just you're gonna have it. sex come by grab the condiments in a little free pocket take it with you and they would even encourage Come by, take some to have in your dorm yes. room because mm-hmm. you never know. Yes. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. That's a great positivity. I had a friend who used to go out with three every night because she had this theory. She was like, one inevitably is going to break. And she, Oh, <laughs> shit. Good theory to have, though. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. smart. And she was like, one, hopefully it, you know, it works. The next, hopefully it's good and we want to go again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I respect you. Yo, I love this theory. <laughs> yeah. I was I was thinking morning. That's where my uh, brain went. I mean, maybe. Right? But or that. Yeah. Morning so. or, yeah, she's ready to go. But it's, uh, I think a lot of women feel this stigma of even admitting they have condoms makes them seem like a whore to the man. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, you went out being like, I might have sex. Yeah. But, or the opposite, where I've heard men go, that's kind of a turn on because she's just down and on top mm-hmm. of her shit. Yeah. Which I'm like, I, I understand the like, I guess, condom in the purse thing. Because it's the idea of like, you pack your purse for the night. Yeah. But like, I've had, actually recently, of someone over and they were like, oh, I, my condoms are in my jacket. And their jacket was like in the other room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I have a box. Yeah. A little variety box here. I was like, I don't know. What kind do you like? And I just like opened it. And they didn't seem phased with it at all. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm 28. Yeah. I got like, condoms in the drawer. Yeah. Like, fun story, actually. First from New York, I remember I bought a package of condoms. <laughs> and I remember upon moving to the apartment we live in now, that I when upon moving, I was like, oh, yeah, those condoms I bought. I check them. They're expired. I was like, oh, oh my man. God. I've never had, like, expired condoms <laughs> on hand. That I was like, oh, man. 
You can literally count the number of times you've had sex. Oh, no. on this <laughs> oh that's awful. Like, well, you got half this box left. So <laughs> Guess you well. really didn't do anything with that. <laughs> I was like, man, that takes like two years to expire, right? You should buy in smaller packages, Erica. I didn't even buy a big box. <laughs> I bought a regular box. I just remember being like, you're in New York, man. You're a New York City gal. You got to have some preparation in your side drawer. <laughs> and then it very quickly was like, well, your preparation doesn't mean shit because they've expired. So, But oh, it really man. felt like an accomplishment. It was like, yeah. I got them. I expired condoms. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Father, son, Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should uh, be more like that. <laughs> yeah. um, in general, though. I know, uh, well, it's just, upon having herpes was very interesting of, like, obviously I wasn't public about it for a few years, mm-hmm. and I had a handful of friends that would tell the stories of getting chlamydia very openly, and just like, oh, yeah, that happened, but it's kind of this thing of the, even though it's slightly a little embarrassing, it kind of was this, like, oh, but it's curable, I'm okay, mm-hmm. and they almost were telling it to you of kind of this, like, Unless a man is, like, fully committed and fully, like, I'm not sleeping with other people, don't be not using condoms. Like, basically, it's like, trust no one mm-hmm. was kind of the warning people would give out. Like, one of my good friends had a boyfriend, and that's how they found out they cheated on them. No. Yeah. First guy she ever slept with was obviously together a year. She went abroad for a semester. So this is oh. in college. Came back or whatever. They hooked up, blah, blah, Just had her yearly gyno, and it was, like you have chlamydia and she was like i'm sorry what did you just say oh my and they're God. like you have chlamydia and she's sitting there being like i literally have slept with one person ever <gasps> and it's like partly a blessing to be like well you found out your man was cheating yeah but he had symptoms didn't tell her obviously <gasps> he knew he had it oh my god but it was like well what a way to find out but also when she told me and it was years later because we became friends mm-hmm. i remember the first thing i said to her was like well the bright side of this is i was like you generally got an STD and the one way that like your parents can't be upset with you. Yeah. 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 Like no one is at all blaming you or calling you a whore. Cause it's like you got cheated on. Yeah. That's how you got this. Yeah. But there was this thing of like her parents kind of being like, well, you know, we told you to always use condoms and it's like, this is not what this is about. Right. They were together over a year. You said they like, were together almost two using- years. Jesus. Almost no. two years. Oh, my God. And it's also like, I mean, most dudes are kind of like they like can't stay hard with a condom or yeah. whatever bullshit that they're the ones kind of being like, can we use a different form of birth control? Mm-hmm. You get on birth control for them mm-hmm. and then they're going to pull this shit. And then it's like, oh, you just gave me an STD. And it's like, you can't even act like it wasn't from you. Yeah. Like, that's what's crazy. That's it's like that was even me with the guy when he was like, are you sure you got this from me? I'm like, what do you think I'm doing over here? Yeah. Like. Are you crazy? Like, it's like, that's insulting to me. Right. To be like, I, and I wasn't even accusing you. I'm like, I'm saying everybody should be getting tested. Right. But damn, dude. Jesus. Someone you love gives you that shit and cheats on you. I mean, kind of a blessing though. Wait, like, first of all, that yeah. she caught it early. Cause yeah. obviously the reproductive, re- reproductive. Um, Does she know like how long she had it for? <sighs> Did it happen to like line I up well? Know. Cause that's terrifying. I think she kind of figured it out because of just. Obviously, she was physically away, and he didn't visit her when she was away. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, gone three, four months. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was like she went abroad first semester, so you come back around Christmas time. Okay. So I assume it was hooked up around Christmas. So it's like, at most, I think she had it maybe a month or two, which is, but it's lucky. Yeah. And it's just crazy to be like, okay, so even if I'm with a committed partner, it makes you feel like, should I be still be getting tested every six months or whatever yeah. it is? Yeah. Like, totally reasonable when you're single. You know, but even then, upon being single, I've, it's like, yeah, you basically most people just do it on their yearly exam. Unless like in my scenario, when I was like, something's up. Yeah. And I went and got tested and yeah. was like, oh, yep, you have herpes. But yeah. Um. Well, I had a situation. I actually got chlamydia in college from someone I knew. Mm. Um, He was a friend of mine. It was uh, it was junior year. And I mean. I had just broken up with someone junior year. I was playing it pretty like fast and loose, having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good year for me. Let me tell you, junior year, great time. Yeah. Uh, I was on a roll. Yeah. Uh, really peaked. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then fell pretty hard. Right. Um, so I actually hooked up with a friend of mine and we used a condom, but he took it off. <gasps> and then. No it, ask. No ask. Ooh. 
and it was like after a party we were both drunk and so i was like oh like did you notice at the time yeah but in my head i was like i trust this person like he had been one of my best friends Mm. in college for a long time listen a lot of dudes pull this move they do but they pull this move thinking you won't notice yeah no Mm. i i noticed but it just like it happened so fast and i just didn't think anything of it but then immediately like i knew something was up I went mm. and I got checked. I didn't tell anyone until I knew, like, I had the results. I actually, yeah. I so I told my sister. Um, she was the one that I went to and, like, got help from her on what to do. Went to the doctor. Obviously, test came back positive. So, then I told the guy. And then he went and got tested. And he was like, yeah, like, I have it, too. But um, didn't deny it. That's at least nice. Yeah. It was. That's many he people was, when you come back, they go, you didn't get this from me. It's like, well, don't you want to? make sure yeah <laughs> it's like what yeah should be a little concerned so Ugh. to a point he was fucking awesome about it because like right like i said we were so so tight yeah um and so then when i went to the doctor got like the meds and stuff she was like basically like this is not at all a big deal um mm. she was like just take the these two pills or whatever and then don't have sex for like two or three weeks okay and so then the week later and like him and i didn't talk about like those logistics of like what each of us was told we were both just kind of like this sucks like let's i got not it talk you about got it. it we both went to the doctor we're adults took care of it yeah cool. like swore not to no tell anyone game yeah Shit happened we're, all right yeah moving on okay things were great right i will never forget this uh like a week later i'm driving home for easter and one of my girlfriends in the friend group calls me and calls you on your drive yeah oh shit um so it was like a saturday morning and i didn't go out the night before because i had to get up early and drive home for easter and she was like oh my god you should have gone out last night it was so crazy and i was like oh like what what happened and she was like i slept with so-and-so this dude and the same dude same dude she obviously didn't know that i hooked up with him and i was Mm. like and she starts trying to like laugh about it of like, oh, oh my God, like slept with our friend. Oh, kind of so thing. random. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm going to stop you. And I was like, I literally slept with him like last week. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know this was uh, going on. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, no, this is not a competitive thing. <laughs> no, I was like, no. Uh, this is not a. Mm-hmm. I was like, this. And I told her, I was like, he gave me chlamydia. And I only told her without doing any like more research because this was a friend who actually happened to be a nurse and so i was like she's gonna know Mm. better than me of if she's at risk um and so i was like i am just giving you this information this is the timeline that i was given by the doctor of like basically i'm still not allowed to have sex and Mm. so i would assume that he's on the same and i was like you do with that information like what you want and she was like well i'm just gonna go like get it taken care of at work yeah then she didn't tell me she confronted him about it. Oh. So then well, I was going to ask before this happened. Yeah. Did any part of your brain for a split second kind of go, who am I better friends with? Or was it just an instinct of she's like, I hooked up this guy, blah, blah. Because I'm like, first I'm like, was there an instinct where you're like, you're my girl. Fuck this dude. I don't care if I ruin this friendship. I'm going to tell you what happened. I think for a hot second I debated, but I just knew that like, Mm. with her being in the health field she just knew better and could and i i honestly didn't think that she would say anything to him i thought she would just take care of it and move on but there's also this thing of when she told you they hooked up did she say they used a condom or not i don't remember honestly because i was like that's a weird that's something that you're sitting there being like if she was like, oh, we hooked up halfway through, you took the condom off. I'd be like, immediately my brain would go, you have to tell her. Yeah. Like you, she had unprotected sex. Yeah. She probably has it. I don't I mean, know. Either way, I think you did the right thing telling her. Thanks. Just saying, <laughs> just saying the like, upon getting that info, sometimes is there's weird, because I've been in that scenario of just nothing to do with STDs, but just of someone talking to you about someone they slept with and you're sitting there being like, okay, clearly they don't know I slept with them. And you're like, I don't care. Yeah. But your brain goes... I just don't say anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, we don't need to make this weird. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I mean, I knew that she wasn't like interested. It was just a hookup for her too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, we just got to uh, like, I just need to tell you. But then I didn't know she was confronting him. So then he, a couple of days later, like comes at me. So like super hard and like freaked out. And like, he was basically like, he was like, was he like, why'd you tell her? <laughs> no, he like sent me 
I th- I went to the shower. My phone, nothing on my phone. <laughs> Come back and there's like I took a lap. Five, no, no, no. Like there was nothing on my phone. I remember yeah. like no text. Go to the shower. Come back. Like five texts on my phone, and I like I knew immediately who it was uh. from, and I was like, oh boy. I remember the first line was like, next time you try and save somebody don't do it <laughs> i was like wow, oh extreme. okay that's a that's a what someone drowning don't jump yeah. in <laughs> fuck you yeah uh that's such crap yeah so uh that yeah that uh that's how one that went down but i remember just like in my head i was uh. like i can't tell anyone like I, I don't know i just feel like it was always you hear about guys on the campus having stds especially chlamydia it was like very very big at my school like every I, STD is big at every school. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't <laughs> that's Florida have their own strain of one? Let's be real. Probably. <laughs> yeah, but and like. 65 and over. <laughs> <laughs> we, call it, <laughs> we call it bingo chlamydia. <laughs> Everybody's a winner. <laughs> We're all just waiting around. See if we get five in a row, baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like. Uh, I remember every year the men's hockey team, it would just like come through. Everyone had (laughs) chlamydia. It was like, it was fucking flu season for them. And no one, no one cared. It's like mono. Yeah. But it was just like, oh, kissing disease. Like, well, chlamydia is the fucking disease. Yeah. And if you're fucking a bunch of people. (laughs) Statistically, it's bound to happen. But yeah, I just felt like as a woman, if I said something about it, I would automatically be this like dirty whore even to your friend even to my i didn't tell even warning her there's gonna be this happened six years ago and there's gonna be some of my best friends who listen to this episode are gonna be like what the fuck like yeah. i did I did not tell anybody right because at the time so it's my junior year i was graduating early um so i'm like getting ready for grad school i'm up to be able to apply to nyu which was the best program mm-hmm. uh the best master's program in the country for my uh uh, field yeah. and the pre- uh, president of my university had just approached me and asked if he could write my letter of recommendation like I was literally running like yeah. every part of my school I just gotten some like major award for being the best student in the uh, comm office and then this happened I was like I-, I feel like I'm just gonna I could lose everything for just being seen as some like fucking tramp you yeah know? that's and how it, i felt about herpes yeah it was like oh there's gonna be so many people that don't respect me anymore yeah absolutely or like, wouldn't like you said write the letter, letter of recommendation yeah do this do that like and it's not like uh you know we live our life being like oh let's someone else do something for me but it's more the like what are recommendations like because you think highly of me yeah and even though this has absolutely nothing to do with my career skills my work ethic my grades there still might be something in them that just thinks less of you. It feels like a character reflection, even yes. though it's not. 100%. You know? And I think yeah. that a lot of people do, and especially towards women. They're like, oh, like, she did this. And it's yeah. like, no, no, no. There were two people in that bed. Oh, for sure. You know? I mean, it's like I have a friend. Well, not friend. It's like a family member who's, you know, younger. And the mother asked my mother about different birth control methods being like iud versus birth control Mm -hmm. versus blah 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 and part of me was sitting there being like it's kind of infuriating that this is still put on the woman yeah that i'm like an easy solution is that he always has to wear a condom and it's always this thing that goes we don't trust this man to continually wear condoms right or it's this thing of like Anyone that's been with someone a long time and then they stop using condoms, the man's always like, oh, it feels so much better. And it's kind of that classic, like, you feel like, oh, are we just bending to the man's wants? Mm -hmm. Oh, it feels better for you. So, fuck, who cares if I have to put hormones through my whole body Mm -hmm. or do a painful IUD insertion? It's like, oh, it doesn't matter because ultimately we don't trust a young man that it's like the, still this responsibility is put on a woman mm-hmm. because it's almost like you're the one at risk for getting pregnant. And it's like, no, it should be, we are at the risk yeah. for getting pregnant. Like anytime I meet a dude that has such high anxiety, that's like, I prefer to use condoms. Cause then I mentally am okay with, I don't have that fear of mm-hmm. getting a woman pregnant. I'm like, good. You're just a you good person. Should have that. <laughs> yeah. You should, you should see it as our baby. Yeah. Someone gets knocked up. Not, well, she got knocked up. I don't know what she's going to do about Sucks. it. But she didn't take her pill on time. It's like, <laughs> fuck you. Stuff happens. 
Like it's it's just kind of infuriating a little of that you put on like your feminist hat and you're like, well, why is this on us? Yeah. And I mean, I get it from any parent's perspective. It's like, okay, well, if she had a son and the son was about to have sex, she would be in his ear about using condoms. Yeah. So it's like, I guess it's the same, but at the same time, it's like, you need to use condoms. Also, what's she doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, it takes two. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had this before. Have you ever had someone throw like herpes in your face before you were out about it? Um, like try and use yes. it against you a little bit. Well, what do you mean if they don't know I have it, but use it against me? Well, like if someone you told like before you were publicly out about it. Oh, you know, like several f- friends and stuff upon coming out of this podcast. I had a, two people specifically text me. And remember that they either made a joke about it or referenced someone else making a joke about it. Because mm-hmm. my circle is comedians, obviously. Of like one friend specifically texted me being like, hey, I'm really sorry if I offended you or made you feel bad of shitting on so-and-so's <laughs> joke about Herbie's being a pet show. <laughs> and I literally went, no, I've seen that joke. It's a bad show. <laughs> that I was like, it's infuriating to me because I feel like it puts Herbie's in a bad light because it's not funny. Right. Or it's not fully informative type thing um have you ever had someone though who you told like as uh, as you were trying to cope with herpes on uh, mm. on, a, on your own basically like at a point where they're upset with you be like hey i was the one who was there for you while you had this thing and basically like use that as a chess piece against you mm. uh kind of in the sense of i had someone that knew i had it and was cool and they were like a newer friend mm-hmm and then it was one of those scenarios of I started hooking up with someone that I didn't tell them. And this friend that knew I had it and we were mad tight was the one in my ear going, I wouldn't tell that person. Mm. Literally was like, mm. they hook up with a lot of people. They were a comedian. They're in our pool. Mm-hmm. And it was that thing of this person was essentially not a trustworthy person who had a big mouth. Mm. And... Like I said, it was kind of the like mutual friend setup where you're like, uh, like it was, it was the ultimate. I feel like if I tell this person, the whole world will know. Yeah. And that was the main reason I didn't tell them, which again, I'm not saying that's fair or not fair, but then our friend kind of a mutual friend, cause obviously all comedians mm-hmm. started somewhat to become close to this person, but then also apparently had another friend start hooking up with this person and then gave me the spiel of you are now putting my other friend at risk and you should tell the person you're hooking up with. And I straight up was like, listen, if you're concerned about your other friend, I go, all you got to say is, hey, I've heard he has hooked up with someone that has herpes. Mm-hmm. You might want to get tested or talk to him about when has he last get tested. Yeah. Or I was, I, I was like, there was plenty of ways you can warn a friend or whatever. I go, but at the end of the day, it's not your business. No, not at all. I was like, all. I know you even co-signed me not telling him. I was like, but still not your business and you're not at a point to tell me what to do Mm -hmm. because also I was like if this person is generally hooking up with a lot of people they should be regularly getting tested or also I was always the type to ask people and I'm Mm -hmm. like anytime you sleep with anybody you are essentially putting yourself at risk for any STD whether you're wearing condoms or not and Mm -hmm. that's kind of on you to take responsibility for your own health Mm -hmm. and it's kind of that same thing of like with my cousin and like let's get her on birth control it's like well there's two people tangoing in this thing Mm -hmm. because I've it's it's astounding how much I've never had a new partner ever ask me any questions oh god no Men so <laughs> right like a part of me has almost been like is that an easier way for me to even bring it up to go hey when's the last time you got tested are you clean have you ever had an std and they're like no <laughs> it's like then they go they don't ask How about <laughs> you and but i've even had that scenario where they don't even ask about you you're like but bt dubs <laughs> i'm also clean if you care <laughs> seems like you don't care um yeah, that was that was one of the times that I felt like it was kind of thrown in my face. Yeah. She was kind of telling me what to do, and I kind of was like, listen. At that time, I also was not hooking up with this person anymore, so I was like, we're already done. Like, like what's the point? This really ain't on me, but it was a very... Eh, there's always so many levels to it where you're like, I feel like you already told this person that you know he hooked up with someone that had herpes... So if you say something, it will allude to me. Like, it was a weird, just like, you want to be involved or you don't want to be involved. I'm like, you can't co-sign me not telling someone and then change your mind. And I literally even went, hey, if it's going to clear your own conscience, you can warn 
this other woman in some way that completely leaves me out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Literally just say, I know he's hooked up with someone that has herpes. I am not at liberty to say who it is. Mm -hmm. But if that at all concerns you, have a conversation with him or you personally go get tested. Yeah. But I was like, I take the meds. I wore condoms. I kind of did my due diligence. This is not what it is. But it was something like they just came at me and I was like... It's not your business. Yeah, or I was sitting there kind of being like, it basically feels like you're choosing between me and this other friend. You're choosing your other friend. Yeah. That I was like, this is, I'm not at a point that I mentally can have you even telling me what to do or being a dick like this. Yeah. Because it was basically like, you're just sitting here trying to make me feel like a bad person and I'm not a bad person. No. And I even tried to person. tell this dude twice and he really? did not respond to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. You he technically responded, but he didn't talk to me. Got it. I did the reach out of like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Blah, blah. He's like, uh, something he had. He's like, what's up? And I just was like, just need to talk to you, whatever. Like, I'll travel to you. Let me know if tomorrow works. Yeah. Next day came, got a text like, hey, not good anymore. Something came up, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, let me know when you're free. Mm -hmm. No word for a week. Followed up and literally went, don't know if that was on me to follow up. Blah, blah, blah. Switched it to a phone call. Let me know when I can call you. They were like think they were traveling they're like oh i just got to the ball they're like i'm a little hectic today i'll let you know yeah it's never like, you know let what? me know and i was like you know what well if you find out at this point whether it's through the mutual friend or through someone else or this podcast you, yeah <laughs> through this pod uh i just was like you would clearly go oh remember when she had to talk to me about something yeah but it's the classic i think he sat there being like oh is she gonna be like what's going on are you dating people it's like i know we're not dating yeah i'm not Fuck dumb out of here bro i'm i was 28 i'm like i know what this is yeah this is not a dating thing we right. were never out in public together <laughs> we're not dating <laughs> i know i'm well aware and i and it's something that it was more i went well if he finds out i have herpes he's gonna go that's the thing she wanted me to talk yeah. about yeah and it's like hey man i tried to warn you you didn't even yeah. want to talk to me then I was like, well, fuck off then. I don't yeah. care. You yeah, know? you tried. Like, I did my dude. I did my job. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, uh, technically, was it late? Yeah, it was. But, but, you know, it's just something that if someone ever contacted me being like, I need to talk to you, I would at least be like, what do they have to say? Yes. And I was like, oh, you're not even giving me that yeah. liberty. Even if it was me going, what do you got going on? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, just go. Yeah, I'm dating around. You're not the only person I'm sleeping with. You know, sorry if I didn't clear that up earlier, but you didn't yeah. bring it up. I'd go, all right, fine. Yeah. He showed <laughs> that he didn't have any respect for you yeah. to have that conversation. Yeah. Like, I was like, like oh, you don't give a shit about me. All yeah. right. Well, then I was right to not tell you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly. Trust your gut. That's how I felt. It's like, well, <laughs> I don't feel like I owe you shit. <laughs> I know. Like, all right. Fine. Ugh, just uh, whatever. Uh, did I answer the question? I feel like I yeah, answered it. Yeah, you did. No, I was just going to say, uh, I've had people or like, there was one person that I told who later, like, years later threw it in my face when I was doing something that they didn't like. Like, totally unrelated, oh, like, not sex-related. And was like, hey, I was the one who was there for you. And so it was like, yeah, like, you were supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. I yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do? That was years ago. I can't do anything about it uh. now. So it was just kind of like, that just, I think, adds to all of the emotional stress and anxiety around it. It's like, when is this going to be just held over my head again? Yeah. You know? And, like, use this chess piece in this game against me, basically. Like, do I always owe uh, you because you helped me? And I guess that can go for anything uh, yeah. outside of STDs as well. That's but, ridiculous. like, just knowing that this is something that really is just, you. like, yeah. Oh, sh what? Yeah. Ugh. So, and I think that kind of also leads into one of the other things that this article called out is that, well, this is for herpes specifically, but, like, um, STDs in general lead to a lot of, like, mental uh, health yeah. issues. It totally and screws your psyche. Yeah. And this article said that um, uh, women who were diagnosed with herpes found that they found that 34% of them developed clinical depression and 64% experienced anxiety after the diagnosis. Like, that's insane. Oh, for sure. Those, those numbers. So well, the week but this podcast was coming out was like the first time I really felt like I was experiencing the true anxiety that you or other people I know talk about. Yeah. Of the like, oh, we all feel a little anxious of like, oh, we don't know the outcome or like, mm -hmm. oh, we're a little nervous. But like true anxiety where you're like, I, my stomach is in knots. I can't eat. Yeah. I'm shit. Like just your brain won't stop. And yeah. I was like, oh my God. I was like, this is how you live? And you were like, yeah. <laughs> just a Tuesday for me. <laughs> just a Tuesday. I was like, man, I don't know how you drink coffee. I had like a little caffeine and my brain is just 10 times worse. Wait uh, till the days that you can't breathe. Shit. 
Yeah. Well, that's partly how I got into a lot of this like self-help stuff or even like these books that we're talking about on this podcast was partly of this was of the, it, I mean, it's hard because I know people that have very severe depression. So I feel mm-hmm. bad ever saying I have depression because I don't have it in the form of the, like, you were in bed all day. You didn't eat. You didn't this. You didn't, you know, like, yeah. that. like there's definitely levels to it. Yeah, or I'm or the type that I was definitely sad and I knew it and I immediately went, you can't be, you can't stay home because you're, it's just going to get worse. Yeah. That I'm a very much a doer, but I do the opposite of like the people that get depressed and then they do nothing. They're not answering messages or not showing up to for work or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm the opposite of, I'm like, I just throw myself into everything to basically be like, you don't have time to think and be sad. Yeah. And it's like people quote, uh, cope in different ways, but yeah. that's definitely mine. And I overworked myself to an extreme because I was like, I don't want to handle or sit in this. I like partly started running a New Year's Eve show in my hometown because I just was like, I'm alone. I don't have a boyfriend. I I would rather just work my ass off New Year's mm-hmm. Eve and I will be a numb to the fact that like, oh, everybody else is like in mm-hmm. love or the ball drop and all that. Like I was like, well, I'm, I'm just, I was like, I'll just go and make some money. Like I was like, I... I'm just going to work every holiday. I'm not going to even think about like, what do I want to do? It's like, mm-hmm. nope, just career, 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 work, 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 work. And it's easy to bury yourself in that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you well, got like a great said, show I, now. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun show. It was a great idea. You know, uh, you want to come. Tickets are on sale. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely was in a sadder place for sure. I like, I want to say depressed, but it just when I hear people that were at the depression level of medicine or going to like a, almost like a psych ward, it mm-hmm. makes me go, Oh, you didn't have it that bad. Yeah. But I think it's also the, like, uh, I just was, I knew it and I was just a little bit more proactive about it, but there's, yeah. I have my days. I have my days of every, any time I've told somebody and been rejected that like, if I don't have a show or anywhere I have to physically be, I'll just kind of stay home for two days and kind of wallow in it a little. And But I know I'm okay if I won't get in that, uh, I don't know what, how to call it. Like stuck in a rut sort of with it? Yeah. Like I said, if I'm like, I know that I'll still go out and I won't. I think it's partly because I'm, I'm a more extroverted person. But it's like, man, yeah. if you're an introverted person naturally and you get a little depression, like I, you really shut off from the world. Yeah. But absolutely. I'm also the type of, like we talked about with crying, I feel like in one of our first episodes was like, There'll be times I'll be like, yeah, I'm sad and I just need to be sad for a few days and not be around people because then I genuinely go, okay, you can fully be sad and you can cry or I'll even be like, I'm sad. What's a sad movie? Let's just double down. Let's just (laughs) double down on sadness. And then if anything, it's more infuriating when the sad movie doesn't make you cry. You're like, well, this was supposed to be sad. Yeah. Then I watched Brene Brown and I'm bawling at a stupid swimming story. Oh God, I hated that. (laughs) I know you hated that. We're going to talk about it in an episode. It somehow hit something in me, but. I mean, I feel like this is how anybody is with bad news. It's like it makes you a little sadder and sometimes certain things you'll take harder than yeah. other things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if I answered that correctly, but no, I, I think, think this I is think for sure true of just any. I mean, this is the part that it's it specifically says women, but I'm like, I know this has happened with men, but mm-hmm. I just in general feel men. Men only have a leg up in this SD department, specifically with herpes of. I've been obviously like about to hook up with people and I said I had herpes and they were kind of, um, it's not that like they were like quick to dismiss you, but it kind of was like, obviously they didn't hook up with you. And then they kind of, s- they slow fade out mm-hmm. and it's more a man hearing that a woman has herpes kind of puts them in this position that goes, okay, did you just want to sleep with this person or were you interested in them mm-hmm. or do you care about them? Like granted, I've only had two people that kind of were like, they just wanted to hook up fine, whatever. And they didn't care, but very, very rare mm-hmm. that it's that case. And so it kind of is a blessing in disguise of like, mm, I guess you're less likely to have someone like be dating you, hook up with you once and leave. Scenario. Yeah. They're more like committed to you as a person or right. more invested in you as a person. Right. But in general, you're more likely to feel this rejection because you said, I have herpes and they basically go, I don't want to, put myself at risk for someone that I wasn't into. Yeah. Which fair. I'm not saying it's not fair. It just doesn't feel good a bit. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It definitely doesn't. Cause you're like, 
because you kind of sitting there like I could have just not told you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. You know. Thought I was pretty great a second ago. Right. But part of the reason you're telling them is like you either respect them or at least care for them on some level. Um. But the flip is, for men I know that have it, often go. I've never had an issue with telling a woman, and it's this like, oh, I'm out. I can't deal with this. But I was like, yeah, because most women want a relationship. Mm-hmm. So you telling them, they don't go like, oh, I just wanted to fuck you. And they leave. Like A lot of times <laughs> they're kind of like, let me research or whatever. Or they stick around to go, well, let's see where this is going. Yeah. And if this is going towards the relationship route, I will consider it. And that's 100% who I was before I ever had it. Mm-hmm. It was like if someone told me, hey, I have herpes. If I was sitting there being like, oh, you're just hot, I just wanted to fuck you, uh, I would a thousand percent go, I'm not risking getting an STD for that. Right. That to right. me is not worth it. If I was interested in you, though, I would go, well, we're not going to have sex right this moment, but I'm not leaving, leaving. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the only, like, when I hear a man talk about having herpes, that I kind of go, yeah, well, the plus side to you having it is most women want a relationship. Yeah, they're willing to try to make it work. You're less likely to be written off as quickly as I have been in the past with people. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. I don't know if I nailed that, but no, I I think you did. Um, all right. So I think we covered everything we wanted to cover from that article. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Well, can I ask you this real quick? Have you ever felt? Have you ever told future partners post chlamydia being cured that you ever had it? No, 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 no. The but, l- but outside have you of found no man has ever even gone, hey, have you ever had an STD? I've never had anyone ask me that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's pretty nuts. It's crazy to me. Because I would be more impressed if someone went, I had chlamydia once, but hey, I get tested every six months. It's taken care of. I'm good. Yeah, no, I've never had anyone Because I'd be like, oh, me. you're proactive about your sexual health. Yeah. You're aware enough to go, yeah, everyone should be getting tested every certain amount of time. Yeah, no, legit, like, aside from this coming out right now, I think I've told four people. Damn. And it was, like, six years ago. Um, so, yeah. And no one I was sleeping with. <laughs> 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 Oops. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's just funny that it's, like, because it's curable. There's not, I'm not sitting here going, how dare you, Molly? You should tell people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should tell people you're STD prone. <laughs> you little liar. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah like i said i think it's just yeah in this article i mean look it up we'll post the link to it and stuff mm-hmm. but uh, i think ultimately no matter what the std is or whatever it's just assumed of women like ah you were being a whore <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah the person i fucked definitely wasn't being a whore that gave it to me <laughs> but that's fine um, i mean it's kind of like there's the argument that like calling a woman a slut and that word has kind of been a little diminished of like, oh, it's dirty and it's bad. I've heard a lot of men go, they don't like the word fuckboy. They feel like it's calling a man a slut in a way. Yeah, because it is. Yeah. It's like, oh, you How finally you got like a negative it? term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't like it? No. Welcome to our world. Yeah. Welcome to the party. <laughs> All right. To wrap up uh, this week's episode, we are going to do our new segment, DM Corner. <laughs> Welcome to the game. <laughs> Welcome to the game. <laughs> Um, Let's so go. This week, we're going to start with the uh, the true American hero. <laughs> 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 this woman is probably one of my favorite people in the whole world. Uh, just met her through the pod and sent in that every time she blacks out, she DMs Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> Leonardo Leo. DiCaprio. Leo. And uh, it is mostly just, <laughs> 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 just haze and a lot of highs. And one, boo. <laughs> oh, my God. And one, you make me hotter than the ozone layer. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that'd be great for a man in grad school for uh, environmental science, baby. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking that next time to get Leo's attention, she should talk about climate. <laughs> he might reply. Oh, yeah. So I love this. I love. I just your, like uh, that she gets drunk, goes, we could get Leo. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? You could get Leo, girl. Maybe tonight. Shoot your shot. <laughs> you never know. Leo's checking his DMs. He's he short. Is. What does he got going on? <laughs> uh, also, this has been happening since July 12th, 2016. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's even better. We're going on, what, almost three and a half years? Oh, man. Yeah. That's so, wonderful. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. You keep it up, girl. Live your truth. 
And my next one, it's a little sad, but I think it just shows, in summary, men are trash. So, Ugh. this, this, this kind of killed me a little bit. Shout out to whoever sent this in, because you were very, very, very bold open. and open and laid it on the line. And here we go. What'd she say? You are my best friend, Nick. I miss you every minute we're apart. I'm sorry for everything. I had a rough night last night, and I was scared that I was going to do something bad if I was alone. I tried to reach out to everyone that I could. And lately I felt very alone and that you're not completely interested anymore. I am lost without you and I need you in my life. I'm sorry, Nick. I care about you more than anything. His reply, which was what? Six hours later. I got to ride in a plane last night. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear God. Oh my God. A woman. And not even a woman. Any person just basically went, I was kind of suicidal. And your response is like, oh, I'm just in a plane. I'm not to ride in a plane. Oh, well, my God. homeboy, don't get that flight back because that's some bullshit. <laughs> not even that. But just like, how do you? I mean, even if you went, honestly, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's so much better than that. Man. Even at that, I'm like, don't say anything. Oh. If you're going to say something that dumb. I had a... <laughs> I Man, rode in a plane. I can't take this because, like, I've been the person just being like, look, I just want. Was there anything specifically I did? Yes or no? It's like you just kind of want to answer. And yeah. People like, don't answer your do that go shit. It's just infuriating when you're like, I'm just being straight up. Just be straight up back with me. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's the most straight up thing she could say and was so honest. Yeah. And so, like, let me lay it all out there and, like, oh, just fuck this. I yeah. mean, fuck, fuck that guy. To this guy. Yeah. It's like, you couldn't even acknowledge that i was just so open and raw because that's a message it's like you can't even go oh bitch is crazy it's like that's very genuine yeah if i was that guy's friend i'd be like yo it's very genuine and you know you can just be like look i i just want to be friends you can just say something yeah anything but that really acknowledge literally (laughs) anything she said except your mode of even just go i appreciate the compliment yeah oh Anytime I've been put on the spot like that, I fucking answer. Because I go, well, you had the balls to ask. You clearly can take whatever I'm about to say. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just had that recently. Oh, well, I don't know. I think I agree with you, though, that just like at the end of the day, everybody deserves an explanation, especially when they're that raw and genuine. So, yeah. homegirl, keep shooting your shots. And everybody yeah. else, keep sending them in. We want to hear him. We want to see him. And also, this girl's example that we were like, man, really put yourself out there. It's like it was, some people, you hit the point that it's like, it's a shit or get off the pot situation and someone's yeah. got a cave with either you going, hey, what are we? And Or or you do that. You just, you do the honest route. This is how I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel. And if their response is uh, an ADD, not answering to what you're saying, it just it gives you your answer indirectly. Yeah, absolutely. It sucks, but damn, you put it. I mean, she put it out there way yeah more than I ever had. So God bless. <laughs> yeah, good for you, girl. Keep shooting your shot and uh, send your shots in. You could uh, DM us on Instagram, shooters got to shoot pod, mm-hmm. or email shooters got to shoot pod at gmail.com or our personal Instagrams, which I'm at Sparica and I'm at the Guacamole. And uh, we'd love to hear your stories or any questions you have. We have uh, we have some fun uh, DM intros that molly has created <laughs> yeah that i've used and worked um yeah this anyway. has been a good time uh thank you everyone for listening yes thank you so much for listening leave us a review we love you and uh we will see you next week yeah bye